Brooklyn's Radio believes your health matters. Well, I'm thrilled today to have Shafiq Villasanti with me. Uh, Shafiq is a successful confidence and empowerment coach and also a published author of a book called There's No Shame. Good afternoon. Hello, Jill. Great to see you. Thank you. Oh, no, it's really lovely to have you with us here today because, of course, Saturday is World Mental Health Day and you've had issues and are now helping other people who have issues themselves. Um, So tell us a little bit about your story. Oh, my story. Well, believe it or not, born and bred in Surrey, live in Cobham, got two amazing kids, an amazing wife, um, been married 22 years. Life seemed fantastic, did it not? Um, But my story pretty much is between 2006 and 2016, I tried to take my life twice. Um, I am passionate about breaking down the stigmas and the taboos associated with poor mental health. And I guess um, the reason for writing this book, There's No Shame, was because a lot of guys, a lot of girls, young or old, rich or poor, whatever background you are, don't know how to talk. And sometimes their feelings of desperation, of loneliness, of of guilt, of fear, whatever it might be, might be so all-consuming that it might potentially take them to the path that I did in 2006 and 2016. So off the back of my second attempt on my life, um, I thought, I've got to do something about this. I can't do this. And the one consistent thing, Jill, was I was working that same company. I was working up in London for a massive US company, chasing the dream, living in Cobham. It mattered where I parked. It mattered what car I drove. It mattered what airport I flew from, what hotel I stayed and what my bonus was like, all that sort of stuff. It mattered so much that I potentially checked out, as I say, um, in 2016 for the second time. And it was only in that point that I thought, you know what, I can't do this anymore. And... I pressed pause on my life. I spent 18 months getting myself better. Um, There is no magic wand. The magic is in here and in here, and we all have it. Mm. And um, off the back of that, I became a coach, but then latterly an author and obviously a speaker. So I just go around spreading a positive take on mental health. We don't hear the positive sides. We always hear the, the catastrophes, the upsetting news. There is a positive side to mental health. And I'm just shining the light, holding the beacon to say, it's not definitive where you might be now. There's another option that you can all take and you'll have access to it. So there you are in a nutshell, a little bit about me there, Jill. Fantastic, fantastic. And you're absolutely right that so many people can't discuss feelings um, or aren't in touch with their feelings. And I think as a parent, it's important that you keep the lines of communication out with your kids as, you know, as much as you can. Um, and I might have always been very open with me, um, probably a little bit less so now, especially for my son, because he's 24. Yeah. So but he's still, you know, quite often will say I need to discuss something with you. So I think I, you know, I've done a reasonable job at keeping those communication lines open. But I think that's a really key thing for parents is, is 100%. You know, something happened to my son, actually, when he was um, in his prep school. And um, he came home and he was really embarrassed and he told me what had happened. And of course, there was a massive thing went on at the school. But all the teachers said, you know, you're so lucky that he came home and told you because a lot of kids wouldn't because of that embarrassment factor. So I think keeping those communication lines open is really key. Um, Okay, well, I'm a firm believer that we can all create the best life possible. But why, why do you think, Shafiq, that so many people don't achieve that in their lifetime? In my case, and with people who come my way or often sit 
across the, the screen as it is now via Zoom or when I do my presentations, we'll find that they are pigeonholed. We'll find that for a long time, they're a square peg trying to fit into a round hole and they don't know how to get out of it. And they find that they've invested a year, two years, three years, four years, and so on, like I did, for example, a 13 year career. And because you've invested that time, it's very difficult to walk away. And that's not only for a career, it could be for a marriage, it could be for a relationship, it could be for a financial commitment where you're paying those direct debits. And, oh, well, I'm still with the AA, I'm still with the AA, and they've done good. But you want to break away, but you just don't know how to. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is down to those limited beliefs. So I, for example, felt that my breakdown, and I know now looking back was, was largely based to my environment I was working in. But because I invested all that time into it, I genuinely didn't think I had any transferable skills. I thought I was the only, I could only do this industry and that was it. But in actual fact, we all have a whole gamut of skills. And being a parent, we're like the United Nations nine times out of ten trying to keep our kids civil. We've we've gone through lockdown and I've had to and my blessed my amazing wife has had to homeschool our children whilst trying yeah. to run a business, whilst thinking, oh, I'm getting cancellations here and everywhere. We all have the skills upon which to break away from those limited beliefs, limited traits and everything else. For me personally, I didn't believe in myself enough. I believed firmly what other people said about me. So if they were saying that I was failing, I was letting down the division, I was letting down the company, I was letting myself down, that's what I heard. And I'd come home after working 18 hours, you know, out the door at five o'clock in the morning, back home at 10 o'clock at night, feel like a failure to my wife, failure to my kids, failure to my parents, extended family, friends, da, 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 and it was this big, vicious circle. As soon as I jumped off the hamster wheel, pressed pause, played catch up, realized what was important to me, then I realized I've got all these skills that I can use. And not just me, anybody else there, Jill. So, um, yeah, we've all got the ability to break away from those self-limited beliefs, as I say. Yeah, I think we've all got um, transferable skills, haven't we, from, from all different things that we've done in life. And it's sometimes just having the courage to, to break outside your comfort zone and, and start training and doing something else. That's, that's really 100%. important. Well, obviously, at the moment, I don't want to mention the C word, but we are living in very challenging times. Um, how might this be affecting some people? I think undoubtedly there is there is such a, a, a case, especially in the UK, of just the overwhelm of fear. I mean, back in what March, which started appearing, that C word, we were a bit complacent. We looked at people with masks thinking, oh, there's somebody in a supermarket with a mask. How peculiar. And it was like, this is no reality. This is not our reality. But slowly but surely, we were queuing for toilet rolls and pasta and hand sanitizing and, and just worrying. And, and the roads were dead. I mean, the A3, when I go for my run, you know, by the American Community School for everybody around Brooklyn Z Radio, there wasn't a car going left or right. It was just bizarre. Um, But a lot of people will feel trapped, overwhelmed. And now with this talk of the second wave, you know what? The cases are rising, but not necessarily the deaths. And if, if you choose to look at it that way and choose to look at how words can be very emotive. So for me, if I use the word, the S word, suicide, there's one word that comes up with that. We picture things in our head, which we won't talk about, but there's other words that what about if you survive it? People don't understand that those words are so, so emotive. So the whole COVID thing is like overwhelming and fearful. In actual fact, everybody here inside these four walls walls are looking after themselves. They're doing the best thing possible. They're reaching out to their neighbors. They're in their bubble and so on and so forth. 
So you've got to be mindful of how you think and you've got to give yourself a pat on the back because if you're indoors and you're wearing your mask and you're sanitizing and everything else and you're keeping away from your neighbors, then that's to be applauded. Yeah, Not to yeah. be scared or worried, but you're doing a fantastic job. And that's how you tip the balance from feeling overwhelmed to feeling like you are managing it and you're managing your thoughts and fears. And that's what I find when if people come to me, it's like, oh, Shafiq, like, you know, um, a rabbit in the headlights, as it were. Actual fact, let's calm it down, bring it back, kind of nitpick what you are doing. And 99.9% of people are doing a fantastic job. And that is to be applauded. And that's how we're going to get through this job. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> looking at what you can do. And if you're doing everything that you can do, then there's no point worrying about what you can't do. Totally. It's, it's keeping yourself and your loved ones safe and, and protecting others from you just in case you're asymptomatic. And Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. How about giving us a few tips um, on things that might help people if they find they are struggling? If you're struggling, I tell you the biggest thing I did and the biggest thing I did for about four months, and I'm not being complacent, I didn't put on the news. I didn't listen to the radio. I didn't put on the news because the news is fed by attention grabbing headlines. Mm. Nobody wants to know about the, the guy in Norfolk who's growing massive marrows and massive corn because it's not newsworthy. People want to know about those newsworthy headlines. And COVID is a thing. And I trust me, I'm not being complacent. I've had people who have passed away from it, dear friends who have passed away from it. So I'm not being complacent. But what I'm saying is that the way I managed it and the way my family managed it, was by trying to remove ourselves away from those negative influences. It's very much like if you're on that hamster wheel, for example, I was working crazy hours up in London and I've come home and I've gone to my, my digital box and watched EastEnders. So I'm coming from a very toxic and negative environment watching it on TV. So I'm just reliving it over and over again. Yeah. So the best thing you can possibly do is be mindful of what you read, be mindful of what you listen and really start to think about how you are dealing with this. So we call it white light, don't we? Getting out in the fresh air. If you can get yourself out in that fresh air, wherever it might be, if it's just going for a walk or walking the dog or just sitting out on your patio or whatever, and just being grateful for that, practicing a bit of gratitude, practicing the fact, if you want to feel grateful, feel your pulse, quite literally feel your pulse. The old Shafiq wasn't grateful for anything. I was looking at what I didn't have. And a lot of people now be looking at what they don't have. They're confined, they're restricted. You've got your life. You've got your life. And life is a gift. And don't ever take that away. And don't ever take away the fact that you have the ability to do whatever you choose to do. You genuinely do. It can, you can literally rewrite, rewrite the, the page, turn the book and rewrite a new page. This is your opportunity to do it because things are being forced upon us. But what can't be forced upon you is how this operates mm. if you're very mindful mm. of how it operates. So, yeah, just the biggest tip I'd say – Watch what you listen to and surround yourself with like-minded people. People are going, well, I'm going to have a positive day today. And you know what? I'm going to meet you for a coffee and a chat. And we're going to talk about the good old times. Look at photographs, play music, whatever it might be. Take yourself down memory lane, happy memory lane, and start triggering that thought process rather than overwhelmed thought processes, which is undoubtedly going to happen now at the moment. Yeah. And watching comedies and things, reruns of Friends and things that really can make you laugh and feel good. Because I agree with you. 
watching, I've ne- I haven't watched the news for years since I started really looking into mindset things. Mm-hmm. And it drives my husband mad that I won't watch the news. But I've said, if something big happens, you always hear about it via social media or something. Yeah. But also, I don't want to watch and hear about doom and gloom that I can't personally do anything about. If it's something I can do something about, then I'm there. I'm, I'll help, I'll volunteer, I'll do whatever. But if I can't do anything about it, I don't want to know. And a couple, because I was on my own for three months, literally here, during the main outbreak and the main lockdown here, um, I did once or twice turn the news on because I wanted to know what was going on at home. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I'd end up crying because yeah. it was just so awful. And yeah. I thought, no, I'm, I'm going back to my don't watch the news because it, you know, it keeps you happy. And gratitude is another really, really key thing. And, and yeah, you're breathing, you've woken up in the morning, you can see you know, you can, or, or you can smell, you can hear, you can talk. Yeah. And there are lots of people around who don't have those senses, who can't yeah. do those things. So we should be really, really grateful for, for being healthy and, and having a life. You're right. Um, now, there will be some people who can't find a way, whatever we say, whatever they read, to get themselves out of mm-hmm. maybe a black hole that they're in at yeah. the moment. When should people start to determine they need to seek external help well external help for me um in my place like i said you for example i I drove into a central reservation at 50 miles an hour and that was my alarm call it Mm. took me that that process for the alarm bells to ring off the back of that when i was feeling that desperate i think we can all know when we just cannot do anymore we're on the floor and for me personally when i was on the floor there's only one way i could go which was i had to get up I couldn't, I couldn't go full any further. I had to get up. First port of call, it was the GP. Now, it was all oh, the GP. But you know what? If you speak to the GP, you are acknowledging there is something that needs to be assisted with. For me, I, I ran away from it for 10 years. But then when I had that conversation with the GP, now all of a sudden, I've acknowledged it. And off the back of seeing the GPRs introduced to, obviously, the Samaritans, and in Surrey, we've got the Recovery College, which is, used to be down in Leatherhead. I think they've moved to um, Epsom. And Mind Matters, which is based in Epsom. And mm-hmm. they were phenomenal for me. And, and in this Surrey area, which we might be talking about or covering, Mind Matters, Recovery College, the Samaritans, and your GP were fantastic. And, you know, because we were opening that dialogue, we were acknowledging something needed to be changed. We weren't running away from it. And those little steps started to make that long journey. And the journey can be six weeks, six months, six years. But whatever it is, you are moving away from what's behind you. And as I often say, if people are talking behind your back, saying, oh, you're the only crazy one in the room. Well, you know, if they're talking behind your back, it's because you've left them. Mm. And for me personally, I had to leave the old Shafiq. I had to leave friends that I fought with friends. I had to leave family that I fought with family because they thought, Shafiq, what on earth are you smoking? What are you talking about? bit of positivity every day makes a huge difference. And if people choose to talk about you you or or question you and you've turned your back, it's because you've walked away and you're moving forward. And that is to be applauded. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. GP, Samaritans, Recovery College, Mind Matters here in Surrey is the best port of call, but always. And don't think you're wasting your GP's time. I've never had such a a great relationship with my GP down in Cobham Health Centre. Dr. Hobbs, give a big thumbs up there. Um, He was phenomenal. And... um, yeah, all power to him because he was pivotal in, in making me open up and talk to other people. So open up that dialogue, Jill. So have that dialogue with friends and family and close ones. 
Yeah, I think it's, it's important, isn't it? You don't just sort of suffer on your own. You don't just no. stew and because you will just sink deeper and deeper. Now, your book. Oh, Tell yeah, us about book. your book. <laughs> the book. There's the book. There you go. There's no shame. Um, I literally, a couple of years ago, felt there was a story in me. Um, I am not a, a celebrity. I'm a regular guy. We all hear about celebrities have their breakdowns and so on and so forth. And I just felt a lot of people go, well, it's okay for them because they've got the financial security to fall back on. But what if you've got two kids and a wife and all the rest of it and you're 14 days away from repossession, you've lost your career, you, we, we had the worst two years of our life and it's all in the book. Um, and I fell apart. I had to go to food banks, I had to go to charities, I had to go on the state, all this sort of stuff. Everything fell apart. And it was very overwhelming. But you know what? I didn't reach those dark places that I reached two years before that in 2016 and 2006 so I realized there was something there that I was doing right mm -hmm. and a lot of people blokes in particular don't want to talk well that's a mis misnomer guys on a stag do will talk you give guys two pints of cider and a couple of Jack Daniels and we will put the world to right we do talk and for women and partners whatever it might be mums and dads and worrying about their their sons their nephews or their daughters it has to be relatable. And I guess I'm just a regular guy who's completely relatable. So the book came out and then it's obviously on Kindle and an audio and all that sort of stuff. So you want to listen to the dulcet tones of Shafiq Villasanti about holding the book, you can get it via Amazon, um, Audible and Kindle. But it's a tool. It's a life tool. It's my journey. It, it, it describes from where I was to where I am now and everything that I used in order to um, move forward and, and, and be happy and content in my life. And, uh, yeah, I'm loving it. I'm loving the feedback. I love the fact that if people come to me, they get a free copy of the book. You know, it's, it's something they can take away with them. It's not just a business card. It's now a book. And, um, yeah, it's just sharing my, sharing my passion to break down those stigmas, break down those taboos, get people talking. And that's why I coach, I talk, and, and now the, the book's out for the last year now and doing great, great guns. And, um, yeah, it's, it's my baby, and I'm passionate about it. So, yeah, thank you. Thank you for mentioning the book Jill. oh no it's fantastic i think i'll get it on audible i love listening to audio, audio there you go audio then. Books. um okay well we're running out of time shafiq so maybe you can give us a few contact details where people can find out more and get hold of you okay well there's only one shafiq villasanti i guess if you look catching up on zoom you'll see my name down there shafiq villasanti if you put that into um facebook uh youtube uh, what's the other Instagram? I'll come up, but my website regarding coaching, speaking, and stuff is www.shafiq, S E F I K, empowermentcoaching.co.uk. And there's all the other links there to my social media. But like, if, if you grab the book, it's the best 10.99 you ever spent. It's a life tool, it's something that you can use. And crucially, Jill, once you're done with it, hand it to somebody else who might be struggling because it's the power of the conversations, getting those conversations going. If you can't come to Shafiq, Grab the book, sh uh, share the love, and it just helps people in the most amazing way. So, yeah, that's where my social media handles are. There okay. Well, we won't be posting the video, just an audio, um, but I will post all your details on the Brooklyn's Radio Facebook page so that there will be links there to everything um, and a picture of the cover of the book as well so people know they've got the right book. Much appreciated. Thank, Thank you, you so much for talking to us today. Really and great. You. Have Thank a great time. Take Thank care. You. That Bye. was Shafi Villasante talking to us today about um, his journey with mental health issues and his book.
Brooklyn's Radio believes your health matters.